best way to begin is to start. <laughs> hey, top of the day to you. Welcome to the FBTV podcast. I am Michael. I'm your host. I am also the lead consultant at Taltoa. And what a weird week it's been since the last time we were together. Afghanistan. Enough said. Hurricane Ida. I mean, that thing's leaving a trail of destruction all the way from the Gulf all the way through uh, up to the Northeast. Did I see in the news yesterday that Manhattan was flooding? I know I did. I saw it up there somewhere. Boston as well. And uh, what else is going on? We got the Afghanistan, Ida. Coronavirus, Joe Rogan, he, he came down with it. But he's kicking it. Doing things that uh, medicine says you shouldn't do. <laughs> you shouldn't be doing. Matter of fact, uh, that drug he's taking, I forget what it's called, but I think uh, there is a a uh, county jail up in northwest Arkansas that's been giving it to, uh, a doctor's been giving it to inmates up there, if I'm not mistaken. That's going to turn into a lawsuit. You know that's going to happen. But, uh, I don't know, it's been wild. It's been wild. Then... Then, uh, I don't even want to talk about this, but I will because it makes me ill. Out on the Arkansas River Sunday. And uh, apparently the river is down a bit. And I found a group of rocks. Or a group of rocks found me. And uh, so the boat is in the shop getting the... uh, Lower unit fixed. Probably get a new one. Thought I just bent the prop, but after I got it home, I was looking at it, spun it, and uh, the prop shaft is bent. And I don't know, it's probably going to end up being a whole new lower unit. This is where insurance comes into play, and <laughs> you know, you go, because that's a few thousand dollar job. All right, like I said, my name is Mike. I'm your host. This is FBTV Podcast. We try to do it every week. You can check out our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. Matter of fact, questions, comments, messages, you can uh, leave them on our website. We've got a contact page there. Or you can email me direct, FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. We also have a YouTube channel. And we will be posting to uh, the YouTube channel again. We haven't stopped that. We've just kind of been in hiatus. we got things we are... uh, going to be uh, shooting videos with. Next thing I know is going to be uh, talking about where we're going to continue our series on marketing. And we've got a topic coming up that's going to be today's topic as well in this podcast. And uh, it's going to be what comes first, the truck or the customer. Now let's talk about that for a second before we go on. Uh, customer. You'll hear the term customer. You'll hear the term shipper. Matter of fact, we had this question from, uh, I believe it was Larry on the uh, YouTube channel, <clears throat> he says, "What should I be looking for first, the uh, truck or the shipper? Shipper and customer. You're going to hear those terms used interchangeably, but they both have the their own distinct definition. If you are a broker, the customer is the one paying you. The shipper is where the load is picking up. Okay, just so you can identify and understand, 
you know, depending on how that word is used in context, you know exactly what they're talking about. You know, when Larry said shipper, he was obviously talking about the customer. You know, we'll get into that more later on into the podcast, but that's going to be our, our topic today. What comes first, the truck or the customer? And uh, we're going to shoot a video about that, too, as well. That's, that's coming up. We've got uh, the impossible question today, something you can ponder between now and the end of the podcast. The end of the podcast, we will uh, talk about it. Forty-four percent of people hang hang on to these when they stop working. Okay, forty-four percent of people hang on to these when they stop working. Any idea what it is? Think about it. We'll, we'll touch on it before the end of the podcast. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, after after I saw the answer, I thought, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Today, it's uh, February, September 3rd. It's TGIF. It's a three-day weekend coming up. Big plans. Supposed to rain on uh, Sunday here. Monday's supposed to be nice. And, you know, I usually don't take the boat out anyway on a holiday weekend because it's just madness, you know, on the water. A few years ago, Back when I had a uh, cuddy cabin boat, you know, kind of a, uh, it's not a cabin cruiser, just, you know, 24-foot boat, had a cabin in it, you could sleep in it. Uh, it was a nice boat, I kept it up at Lake Tinkler, I may have told you about this before, but uh, they always had fireworks on the lake, you know, the, the lake up there, Tinkler Lake Association or whatever it was, they'd always have a big fireworks display. And you go out on the water in your boat watch the fireworks and i thought man that'd be cool let's do that that was probably you know it's it's on the list of top 10 things top 10 stupid things i've done in my life (laughs) because uh, when the fireworks was over it was dark and you had hundreds of boats on the lake and they were all full throttle trying to get back to their docks marinas wherever they may be going and it was just ridiculous, you know. Finally, just, you know, pull over to the side, wait till everybody's off the lake, and then go. Because it was just, it, it, it was, it was, it was, it was like driving blind. You know, you're everywhere trying to find the lights, you know, on boats. And, and yeah, some people thought it was pretty cute not to have their lights on. But it is what it is. Matter of fact, I was up there at the lake one morning, and, uh, you know, I camped out on the boat. My wife and I did. We were out there and got up, had my coffee, and she was getting up. I don't know, it's 7 o'clock in the morning. Nothing like a beautiful sunrise on a summer day on a boat in the middle of the lake. It was, it was, just can't explain it. You know, it was perfect. So I said, hey, let's take a cruise. We'll cruise down the lake, see what's going on. And off, off, off to the uh, right... It looked like a boat up in the rocks, beached. Thought that can't that don't look right. Went up to where there was a a young girl in there. Apparently, she had uh, everybody's got a every lake has a party cove, I'm sure. But uh, Tinkler has one too. She had left party cove sometime in the middle of the night, full throttle, drunk, a little bit too much partying. And uh, rammed that boat right into the rocks on the bank. 
full speed. She had a gush down her. I, it, it was it was it was a mess. Anyway, got her back to uh, the dock, and she was able to get medical attention. But uh, I'm sure she still has a scar from that. But uh, what a day! Be careful if you're going to go out on the lake this weekend. They, you know, people out on the lake. I don't know what it is anymore. I, I, you know, when I was younger, yeah, you get on the lake, you do stuff. When you're younger, you, you know, you, you, you don't do when you're older because you understand, hey, you know, life is uh, one heartbeat away, or death is anyway, and uh, but I just don't know. It seems like older people now, mature people, they should be mature there. I don't know. Common sense goes out the window when you get on the water. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Okay, it's September 3rd, Friday, going into the three-day weekend. Today is, boy, there's a lot of things that today is. It's Bring Your Manners to Work Day. Wear Teal Day. There, there must be an organization out there that pushes the color teal. <laughs> Why not? Hey, it's National Lazy Moms Day. I don't know. That 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 don't sound right. I don't know too many lazy moms. But anyway. And it's U.S. Bowling League Day. I know my wife, she just started, you know, it makes sense to me because bowling for her just started. She's in a bowling league. Uh, her sisters talked her into it Tuesday nights. Bowling. Fuel prices. Let's talk about fuel prices. Up a penny. Diesel's up a penny this week. Three thirty-four a gallon. Gasoline down a penny. Three thirteen a gallon. I sure do miss. Uh, I sure do miss when we uh, made our own fuel. <laughs> you know what I mean. All right. Spot rates uh, up across the board. Not a lot, but they're up. Uh, van rates are up two percent. Flatbed rates are up 0.04%. Reefers up 1.8%, almost 2%, so that's good. Spot rates this month as compared to last month. Now, you got to remember, this is, you know, we're right here at the first of the month, so this will change. Uh, van rates are down $0.02 cents compared to August. Flatbed rates are down $0.06 cents compared to uh, August, while refrigerated is up $0.09 cents compared to August, so uh, keep that in mind. Prospecting this week, uh, you know, you should. We're in September, fall. Be thinking about that. You know, you're, you're, you're late, but you're still on the ball. Uh, you still get in on it. You know, pumpkins are going to be shipping here pretty quick. May have said something about that last week. Seems like a, it was in an interview or something. I was talking to somebody about it. But pumpkins, they're going to be shipping here before too long. Uh, maybe it was in the. Uh, Newsletter, her client newsletter. Anyway, uh, September 12th through the 18th, it's National Truck Driver Appreciation Week. Keep that in mind. I mean, according to everybody you talk to, there's such a driver shortage. Good luck finding a truck driver. Give me a break. Hurricane Ida. Did you see... Uh, you see, you know, I was watching videos and stuff like that and uh, watching live coverage of the hurricane when it, when it, you know, 
uh, made landfall. And I, I, I was seeing trucks that were stranded. They got stranded. There's one, I don't know what interstate it was, but it was down in Louisiana down there. Uh, I'm thinking 10. Uh, middle of the interstate, windshield, you know, looked like a tree came through the windshield or something. Truck was beat up all the heck. What was the truck doing there? Saw another truck uh, on the interstate. He was down in New Orleans proper. Up there on the, uh, the wind was blowing, tearing, tearing. I mean, the wind was blowing. This guy, he had uh, found himself a place against a wall on the uh, highway. And uh, he was parked. They, they, he was going to ride it out there. My, my point is, how come these drivers were hung out right in the path of a hurricane as it made landfall? That, that, uh, that kind of blew me away. I, I thought somebody screwed up somewhere. Now, back in the day when I was a driver, I did have a uh, dispatcher. I got dispatched on a load. It was going out to South Carolina or something like that. And as a driver, you're going to be paying attention to the weather. I mean, you know, you know what's going on with the weather, put it that way. It's, it's your job because you're going to be driving through it. And uh, I got a dispatch go out to South Carolina. And I knew a hurricane was getting ready to make landfall out there. About the same time I would be arriving in South Carolina, I called my dispatcher. I said, hey, man, uh, you know, that, that hurricane, it's, it's going to be hitting about the same time I make a delivery for this load. Do, do you, uh, am I really supposed to go there? You know, is this something critical or something? He goes, hurricane? What hurricane? Not wonderful. <laughs> Anyway, they took me off the load, put me on something else. But I thought, geez. Now, as a freight broker, freight broker agent, you've got to be aware of this stuff. You've got to, uh, you've got to pay attention to what's going on. The weather is very important to your customer, their freight, the drivers, the truck, the receiver of the load. It's critical. You got to pay attention to the weather. These two trucks that I saw in these videos, I'm, you know, I, I'm hoping those were the only two, and there weren't countless others, but uh, they shouldn't have been there. They should have, you know, if one, if anything should have been out of the path of that hurricane, it should have been trucks. Trucks should not have been anywhere around there. That's why I say somebody screwed up. Now, it could have been on the driver. Driver just, you know, you got, hey, I get this, you get home. You know, the, uh, your back pockets fill up with lead, and, uh, you know, you wait till the last minute to leave. Maybe these guys just waited too long. Could have been something critical that needed to be delivered. Could have been something critical that needed to be shipped out. But they still should not have been there. Had a dispatcher tell me a long time ago, lack, <laughs> lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on my part. And that made sense to me. You know, lack of planning on your part does not constitute any emergency on my part. But, neither here nor there, that's the way it was. But as a broker or a broker agent, if you're handling loads, even dispatchers, if you're a dispatcher listening to this podcast, I'm sure you understand this too. Drivers, I know you get it. Pay attention to what the weather's doing. You know, for instance, if you had a customer last week, had a load going down to Louisiana somewhere, it would have been a pretty good idea to talk to your customer about that load going down to Louisiana or anywhere in the path of the hurricane before actually 
getting a truck to move that load. You know, maybe your customer wasn't thinking about it. You know, this part of your customer service. See what I mean? You know, hey, Jim. Man, you got that load going down to New Orleans. That, that hurricane's supposed to hit this weekend, you know. Your shipper is probably going to say, oh, yeah, don't let, let, let's hold off on that till after the, uh, till the aftermath, and we'll ship it down there then. You know, looting, that's going on. Saw a video about that the other day. And, and it, it was crazy because it was, uh, the video was from a drone <laughs> flying overhead. You know, the people that were doing the looting, I mean, the rip, the, the roof was totally ripped off this building. People were looking up at the drone. As soon as they saw it, you know, it was, it was a drone and, you know, the, uh, everything fell in place in their head. Man, they looked away, looked down, kind of walked out. Some people just kept on looting. And, uh, but yeah, it, uh, it got license plates. It got, uh, people's faces and carrying stuff out. They weren't shy about it either. I, I don't get that, you know. It was probably going to be turned, turned into insurance anyway. But, uh, still, right is right. Wrong is wrong. And there's a lot of wrong being going on. Here the last couple of years, but I don't need to tell you. Let's talk about Australia for a moment and the vaccine down under. Give you my best Australian accent, but uh, I don't want to uh, insult the Aussies. <laughs> South, uh, the state of South Australia. Uh, you remember last week, I think it was the last week we were talking about it. There was going to be a trucker strike. They were going to start blocking the highways and things like that. Well, the state of South Australia, in the wake of protests and freight delays, they dropped the upcoming vaccine requirement for truckers. Regulation was set to go into effect September 24th and would have required truck drivers entering the state of South Australia to have received at least one COVID vaccine shot. Now the regulation has been scrapped, trashed. But it's still unclear how much effect the planned trucker protest had on the sudden change of plans. According to XYZ News, they said yesterday's protests uh, in Australia have taken a serious toll on people. There were mass arrests, mass fines, and completely unnecessarily Unnecessary, rather, police brutality against people who were simply standing still in silence. As people stood together in support of truckers and their medical freedom, some of the demonstrations uh, were even described as complete and utter chaos. Let's see, although the South Australia COVID vaccine requirement has not gone into effect... A Victoria regulation requiring truckers to have received a negative COVID test within 72 hours had drivers waiting in large queues at the border. Some were even turned away. These hurdles have already caused freight delays and labor shortages, which may have been a factor in the decision to eliminate the upcoming requirement. They go on to say it's not clear yet if more Australian states will follow South Australia's decision to scrap the vaccine requirement for truckers. Well, Wait and see. Matter of fact, somebody in the uh, U.S. kind of got wind of this. They tried to organize a strike on the same day. This, what was it, Tuesday? Tried to get him to do it Tuesday. And, uh, you know, it wasn't very, just like any or, un, un, unorganized trucker strike in this country, it, it, uh, it's not very organized. 
you know, honestly, I didn't hear about it till uh, Wednesday, the day after it was supposed to happen, and not too much happened on Tuesday. But uh, E for effort, anyway. Yeah, you, you make truck drivers try to get this vaccine. Yeah, you'll see a lot of trucks, drivers go home. That's, yeah. you know, that's what I did. You know, you're not, when I was driving, you always heard people wanted to have a strike. Yeah, we need to strike. We're going to strike. Eh, it never happened. There's always, you know, somebody out there is not going to strike because they're going to run. They got to make money. They got a truck payment, got insurance payment, got taxes due, whatever it might be. So it's hard to organize a uh, real strike. And it's going to take something. I used to always say, you know, the only thing that's going to get everybody together to strike is you take the CB radios out of trucks because that, you know, regardless of what you see on TV back in the day or whatever, uh, CB radio in a truck is a true safety device. You know, it allows uh, trucks to communicate about troubles that might be ahead. You know, I, anyway, and there's some, you know, a lot of, Playing around on it too, but you know, like I tell clients, you know, driving a truck, if you want to get right down to it, it's it's pretty boring. <laughs> you know, you got a hundred miles, you got ninety nine of those miles, it's going to be pretty boring. One mile might be kind of exciting, but uh, yeah, I always said take the CB radio out of the truck, then you'll get an organized strike. But also, I'm going to add to that now. I think if you try to mandate make drivers get the vaccine. Yeah, I think you'll see a lot of drivers go home before they take the vaccine. That's that's how I used to do it. You know, you know, every year I knew there was going to be a three-day road check. You know, I go home those three days. I didn't need the problem. But anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, talking about the uh, COVID-19, FMCSA has extended the COVID-19 hours of service waiver. If you're a fuel hauler, you're now covered, not just in certain states, but according to the FMCSA, everywhere. This went into effect on August 31st when the FMCSA issued an extension through November 30th, so end of November. An emergency declaration to provide relief from Parts 390 and through uh, 399 of the FMCSA regulations which includes hours of service requirements for drivers who are providing direct assistance during the pandemic. And I'm thinking too, after this hurricane, it's gonna there's gonna be another declaration for HOS waivers for companies hauling freight for people that were affected by the hurricane. The waiver applies to truck drivers who are hauling the following supplies and direct support of COVID nineteen relief efforts. Livestock and livestock feed, medical supplies and equipment related to testing, diagnosis and treatment of COVID nineteen, vaccines, constant to no constituent products and me medical supplies and equipment, including ancillary supplies kits uh, for the administration of vaccines related to the prevention of COVID 19, supplies and equipment necessary for community safety, sanitation, and prevention of community transmission of COVID 19, such as masks, gloves, hand sanitizer, soap, and disinfectants, food, paper products, and other groceries for emergency restocking or distribution centers or stores, gasoline, diesel, jet fuel, and ethyl alcohol. Supplies to assist individuals impacted by the consequences of COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, as an example, building materials for individuals displaced or otherwise impacted as a result of the emergency. 
The FMCSA also reiterated that the HOS waiver does not give motor carriers the rights to compel fatigue drivers to operate. So if you are a tired driver and your trucking company is trying to force you to keep going when you're tired, they're breaking the law. Any driver who informs a motor carrier that they need a rest break is to be given 10 hours before they are required to return to duty. You know, I'm sure this happens. I've heard stories of it happening. But it's never happened to me. And I was a runner back in the day. I never had any, anybody tell me that you've got to go. You've got to go. You've got to break the law. I've never had that happen. I'm sure it does happen. I'm not saying it don't. I'm just saying I've never had it happen to me. All right. GM and Ford, they are shutting down some of their plants uh, for a couple of weeks. Apparently... Not only is there shortages of Chick-fil-A sauce, <laughs> everything, there's a shortage on everything anymore. Have you noticed that? A shortage on everything anymore. Now there is a chip shortage. Go figure. Where do we get our chips? Hmm. Let's think about that a minute. Anyway, the global shortage of computer chips is getting worse, forcing automakers to uh, temporarily close factories, including those that build popular trucks. So if you're hauling stuff for uh, GM or Ford, well, that might slow down a bit. It probably already has. GM announced uh, yesterday that it would pause production at eight North American plants during the next couple of weeks, including two that make companies top-selling Chevrolet Silverado pickup, which I just got here uh, a little over a month ago. Paid, a lot, paid way too much. Had to bite the bullet. But anyway... Ford will stop making pickups at its Kansas City assembly plant for the next couple of weeks. Shifts will be cut at two more uh, truck plants in Dearborn, Michigan, obviously, Louisville, Kentucky. Cuts will uh, compound an already short supply of cars, trucks, and SUVs on dealer lots. Uh, you, you know, you've, you've probably noticed this. I even noticed it. You know, you go to a dealer lot trying to find a new car. Lots of used, uh, used cars and trucks, but trying to find a new one. These uh, shortages have pushed prices to record levels. Automakers reported that U.S. dealers had just under a million new vehicles on their lots in August, 72% lower than the 3.58 million uh, from a couple of years ago. Industry analysts say the Delta variant of the uh, coronavirus has hit employees at chip factories in Southeast Asia hard forcing some of the plants to close. So, hence, the chip shortage. Everybody makes money off shortages. Learned that a long time ago. Back when my dad had a gas station. He had a, he was, had a uh, skelly station. Back in the day, when a gas station was a real gas station, you know, you checked under the hood. You washed their windows. You pumped the gas. Yeah, the customer paid a penny or two more. Per gallon than they would have self-serve, but they got the service. Even checked the tires. You know, made sure those tires were aired up properly. Yeah, when the first gas shortage came up, people coming in telling my dad, there's no gas shortage. They're, <laughs> they're not letting boats into the uh, port. They're out there in the Gulf just hanging. But anyway, we always come through these shortages on the other side. But all these shortages coming about, they seem to correspond, started 
back a year ago. You, you know what I mean? I mean, it's just something's not right. But we all know that. All right, automated e-inspections demonstrated at CVSA conference, or, yeah, CVSA conference. Way station bypass service drive-wise, with a Y, <laughs> D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E, this week demonstrated automated electronic roadside inspections and how they can save time and money by streamlining the Level 3 inspection process. The demonstration took place at the CVSA conference in Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, trucks and drivers provided by Western Express and Schneider, equipped with DriveWise PreClear, were on hand to illustrate how e-inspections work. A simulated inspection site showed how time-consuming elements of traditional manual inspections, such as searching multiple systems to verify carrier, vehicle and driver credentials, and more can be automated to save significant time for both, uh, Inspections and drivers, they are not in use yet, but look for them coming to a way station near you, you soon and expect to have these uh, units on your truck, I'm sure. Uh, they say uh, it's going to cut a clean inspection. In other words, you know, just a clean inspection. Nothing really wrong with the vehicle from about 30 minutes or more down to just a couple of minutes without impacting the effectiveness of the inspection. So that that's good. I can see pros and cons on this. I can see why drivers, you know, would like this, and I can see how this is, you know, kind of intrusive. But that's the world we live in. All right. What comes first, truck or customer? Let's talk about that before we close out today. There's two schools of thought on this. Some people believe you, yeah, go out here when you start a brokerage, you know, introduce yourself, get a carrier following, you know, work with carriers. Other people, as myself, believe you need to go out here and get your own customers because you've got to have customers that have loads to be able to have a need for any trucks. I mean, you can have all the trucks in the world line up at your beck and call, but no truck, no customers. What good is it? You know, so I've always been on the side of get the customer. The customer is the one paying you. A trucking company is a vendor. In other words, they're performing a service for you for a fee. I know a lot of uh, trucking companies that think, you know, they're doing people a favor. Those companies aren't around very much or very long, put it that way. Trucking companies, they're providing a service. That's how they make their money. They provide a service, be it for a broker or a direct customer. They are getting paid for providing that service. Now, we're going to have a video about this on YouTube later uh, down the road, but uh, I stand at find the customer because you got to build a relationship. You're going to have to build a relationship with the customer as well as a carrier, but the customer's paying you. Okay. Customer's paying you. Uh, go after the money. Go, go where the money is. You know, if you got the load, the trucks will follow eventually now you when you first you know i tell this to everybody you're going to go through a startup period if you're brand new to brokering you will go through a startup period and it's going to be rough you know how long you're in that startup period depends on you because it's your business you are working it you're going to be doing you know what either you are going to be doing what needs to be done or you're not and if you're not it's going to take a lot longer for you to get through that startup period matter of fact you may never get through it and you may give up and quit in fact Clients do that. 
and, and it comes down to, are you doing what you should be doing to be successful? I'm talking about paying attention to the details, making the calls, the follow-ups, things of that nature. If you are, you're going to start building relationships with your customer. And as you start building the relationships, you're going to be getting more loads from your customer, better paying loads, you know, the cream of the crop load, so to speak. And you're going to be able to start, you know, uh, from all this information you're obtaining, the loads you have, you're going to be start, you're going to start learning which loads make you money, which loads striking companies you're calling about, what's making your phone ring. Once you get to that point, you can start focusing on what makes you money. And that's where you're going to start pulling yourself in at the startup period. That's when you start getting to the point that you know how much money you're going to make this week or next week. Even on Monday, before you made a dime, you have a pretty good idea what kind of money you're going to make. It takes time to get there. People have to understand that. But, you know, we'll have a, a video on that coming up before too long. Matter of fact, Larry asked that question, I believe, on YouTube. I believe your name, it was Larry. If, I, if, if I'm wrong, Larry, I apologize. But uh, if it wasn't Larry, somebody else's name, but I think it was Larry. Uh, yeah, be looking for a video coming up. But for my money, I'm going after the customer. I am going after the customer. Here's some things you might need to know. Scotland is going to try out a four-day work week woohoo, <laughs> to help people achieve better work-slash-life balance. No loss of pay. We're going to pay you. Just doing what they need to get done in four days instead of five. Well, it was so popular last month. Matter, matter of fact, we talked about this earlier. Kraft is bringing back their special edition of mac and cheese ice cream, and that just does not sound appealing to me at all. I like mac and cheese. But mac and cheese ice cream? Uh-uh. Just, yuck. I just can't get it, get my head wrapped around it. But if you're looking for it, it's only available at an ice cream store in Brooklyn and cost 12 bucks a pint. Limit two per person. Man, somebody's got to be hooked on that ice cream to spend 12 bucks a pint. Hmm. According to a new survey, 41% are seriously considering quitting their current job or shopping around for a, a different job. Now's the time to look. I went into the post office the other day, and they had a sign on the door, Help Wanted. Seriously. <laughs> It wasn't the uh, black and orange help wanted sign. It was a nice little flyer printed up. Come work for the United States Postal Service kind of deal. But it was there, help wanted. I've never seen that before. Speaking of help wanted, up in Oregon, McDonald's is uh, making a push to hire 14 and 15-year-olds to help out with their worker shortage. You know, when I was 14 or 15 years old, that's when you were expected to start working at McDonald's. You know, my first job, my first job was washing dishes at a restaurant called Mr. B's. That lasted three days because I determined very quickly I was not cut out to be a dishwasher. But my first real job after that, why I call it my first real job, was at Hardee's. Yeah, I liked Hardee's. But anyway, that was that was way back in the 70s. Today in history, this date back in 1940, high-definition color TV is seen for the first time. It didn't make, uh, you, know, you know, what, 60 years later? Finally made it to our living rooms. 
Also on this date back in 1940, the U.S. gives Britain, one of our allies, 50 destroyers. We even made a deal with them in exchange for military bases. Well, how about that? That's the way, it, that's the way things happen in 1940. Today, we just, we just give our enemy the stuff. With nothing expected in return. But anyway, 1951, the television soap opera Search for Tomorrow debuts on CBS. And on this date, back in 1966, the last episode of The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet appeared on ABC TV. Having a birthday. Happy birthday to you. You're in pretty good company. Uh, Ellen Brennan, you might remember her. Uh, she was an FM. She was Captain Lewis and Private Benjamin, but in uh, FM, she was Mother. Matter of fact, uh, <clears throat> FM, you know, a lot of people, I guess, didn't see that movie because it's really not available. You can't find it on any of the streaming services. You can't find it hardly anywhere. I found it, you know, I, I watched the movie FM the day before I, I, I started my first radio job back in 1979. And it's always had a special place in my heart. I videotaped it off HBO 100 years ago. Lost that videotape. And I've looked, and I looked, and I looked, and I looked, and here a few months ago, I thought, well, why not? I'll do a search on uh, Walmart. Sure enough, they had it. I thought, ah, come on, it's going to be a bootleg copy, I bet you. But I thought, nah, Walmart don't deal in bootlegs. And I got it, not a bootleg. Uh, Al Jardine of the Beach Boys, he's uh, 79 today, born in the state back in 1942. And Charlie, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> he's having a birthday today. Born in the state back in 1965, 56. He's still sober and straight, isn't he? Hope so. All right. Back going to wrap it up for us on this uh, TGIF September 3rd edition of FBTV Podcast. Hey, if you're looking to become a broker, broker agent, you're interested in it, want to learn more information, check out our website, Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A dot com. Call me. I'd be happy to talk to you. My name is Mike. I'm the lead consultant at Taltoa. My number at Taltoa is 479-668-0838. Be happy to uh, help you out any way I can. Discuss the uh, different packages we have. Our packages all include, well, the ones on our website anyway. We have uh, consulting-only packages for freight broker uh, companies. But... Uh, yeah, we have packages that include uh, in-depth training with placement and consulting. People say, how does that placement work? Well, what it amounts to, when you complete uh, your training, you have the option of entering our mentorship program. And in the mentorship program, what we're going to be doing is uh, you're going to be placed or you're going to be able to begin your broker operation as a freight broker agent through Taltoa under a licensed broker. So you can get out there and begin your broker operation, start building uh, your customer base, gaining experience. So uh, at the end of your mentorship program, you're going to be able to step out and get a contract direct with the broker as an agent. Maybe you want to start your own freight brokerage. You'll be ready to do so. Okay. So, yeah, check it out. Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A dot com, or you can call me 479-668-0838. All right. Today's impossible question. 44% of people hang on to these when they stop working what is it 
car air fresheners. I'm thinking of the pine, you know, hanging on the rearview mirror, the Christmas tree looking thing. I've seen stacks of those. I know when I used to keep them in my car, you know, might have 10 or 15 of them up there. Don't know why, okay, this uh, there might still be a little bit left in this one. Let's leave it up for a couple of more weeks and we'll hang a new one. There might still be a left, <laughs> left. Never came down, but I can see that. I can see that. All right, go have a good weekend. Have a safe weekend. Have a good holiday and all that fun stuff. We will talk next week. Have a great day, TGIF, unless, of course, you've made other plans. See ya.